The Distraction, hosted by former Deadspin writers Drew McGarry and David Roth, is a new sports podcast coming from Defector and Stitcher. Join the guys and their guests as they break down the week in sports while addressing their fair share of off-the-field issues. Whether it's discussing NBA players getting testy in the bubble, Bill Belichick cutting 80% of his roster just to keep himself interested, or horrifying takes from sports talk radio that need to be broken down, Drew and Roth are ready to serve you some hot sports action. But do stick around for a few extra distractions. You deserve them. Listen and subscribe to The Distraction, a Defector podcast, right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Maybe I'm crazy, but I look at butts differently after the VMAs now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Starting with butt stuff? Yeah, butts. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's not Brandon Newman. That is John Heller. Gentrification strikes again, you guys. Yeah, you know, we tried. Uh, Brandon Newman is out this week, so John Heller is going to fill in for him, which we appreciate. Hola. He's in tries best not to be too weird, but we can't make promises because it's Heller. But and I'm in the weird chair. You are in the you actually you are in the weird chair. A lot if of I weird, ever had license weird stuff happens over there. To act weird, I uh, feel like this would be <laughs> that's that true. time. But anyway, don't shave your mustache because that's the weird part. Yeah, I don't think Emily's yeah. gonna appreciate that. Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, the VMAs were last night, and Lizzo is God, uh, and Facts. Missy Elliott is what's above God. Well, well, Lizzo's like. Like Missy Elliott is God and Lizzo, and Lizzo is, is like Jesus or the Holy Spirit. I'm it, not sure how all that works. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, take right, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, VMAs uh, were fun. We'll talk about that later. Pat McAfee, who played for the Colts for eight years, he is now a host on the Zone and it's a legend. A show, uh, yes, a new show on September 9th premieres on the Zone, and he's also from Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll talk about some Pittsburgh stuff for the people in Pittsburgh who care about that. Everyone else <laughs> doesn't, but uh, that, we don't care. We're in yeah. Pittsburgh and yeah. we make our own rules. Um, but we'll obviously know. talk to him about the Andrew Luck stuff because he played with Andrew Luck and he knows him well. And obviously we're all still in shock about that retirement. Um, so we'll talk about that. We will talk about the Cowboys, of course. Um, we will talk about the AFC South because it's different now. Wide open. The Miami UF game was a tire fire. So we will discuss that in Losers. Big Ben and Gronk is into CBD now. Who mm. isn't? There's CBD dog treats now. Did you know that? CBD on everything. My CBD's got some chocolate on it, I think is a, a two chains line, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we love CBD. Um, and also the fan reactions to Andrew Luck. Yeah, there's a thing behind you. Sorry, I got excited. I said one joke and then I got all nervous and excited. <laughs> you know um, <laughs> I mean? <laughs> let's get started with Pat McAfee. All right, Pat McAfee is joining us, formerly of the Colts, and now uh, he has a new show on the Zone that premieres September 9th, the Pat McAfee Show. Pat, thanks so much for joining us on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having uh, me. I've always wanted to be on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, and here I am living out another dream. Thank you so much. Oh, you flatter. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I don't. It's, we'll we'll test and see if that's really true because um, while while doing a little background research on you, I found out something that I did not know, and I have a, a major upper hand on you. So, do you know where I'm from in the world? Like where I was born and raised. <sighs> Absolutely, I do. You, you do. were born and raised right there in, um, it's that city. It's a great one. Boy, it's a great one. It's, uh, you were born and raised in? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What? I went to Woodland Hills High School. W-O-D-Y. Woody High. <laughs> I graduated in 2004. I played soccer there. Really? Yes. So you and I have 1,000% crossed paths at some point in our adolescent years. I would guarantee that's the case. Well, Joy, it's great to talk to you again after all these years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's always good to have a fellow fellow uh, Yinzer on the show. Everyone thinks it's funny that we call ourselves that. But you went to Plum. I, I did go to Plum. And my mom grew up in Churchill, which is now Woodland Hills High School. Uh, and my dad's from Forest Hills, so I mean, it's all around where you went to high school, and I should have known that. I didn't know a legend came out of Woody High and went directly into the media business, but <laughs> I'm from Plum, and I think 
the world enjoys the Yenzers. They just don't know enough about them yet. And I'm trying to get a little Yenzer accent nationwide as soon as possible. And we can just keep hammering that Don. I'll be excited about it. Yeah. you. Now that I'm, that I'm listening to and I know it, I can hear it more now. I don't really have a Yenzer accent to, per, per se. My mother actually lives in Churchill uh today she lives in churchill and my like nieces just moved out of forest hill so yeah we're from the same place in the world so we got to represent but um but i will say our football team was way better than yours okay um you know very we're, there was so much positive momentum running into that conversation there and then just at the end you had to just take a hard left turn right into negative town and uh i understand that the steelers and uh stairway to seven in all the old days, whenever Tommy Maddox was slinging the rock and slashing, <laughs> all Jerome Bettis, the bus, the wheels on the bus go round and round. I understand that the Steelers have incredible legacy, but the Colts are about to be good at football again, I think, with entering this new Jacoby era. So I got faith in the Colts, but I can very much understand them being a diehard Steelers fan. I got a lot of them around me on a daily basis. Oh, no, I love the Steelers. I was talking about Woodland Hills being better than Plum. Oh, yeah, Plum, we don't play football. I mean, the team shows up, but it's just not our thing. I mean, Woodland Hills, I think, won by 50 the last time we played. And, you know, I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it. Uh, but that's just the way things go. Okay, well, we'll keep it real about that. Okay, so let's talk about your Colts there. Um, what? So you know Andrew Luck pretty well. Were you? What was your reaction when you found out he retired? Or did you know that this was happening? I was incredibly surprised, I think, just like everybody else. And I have friends that are still in the Colts organization that I sent a text to. I was like, did you guys know this was coming? And I got people from inside the building who would normally know possibly what's going on telling me that they were floored by the information. I don't think anybody could have expected this. Uh, everybody expected Andrew Luck to play for another 10 years and be great, especially after what happened last year. But the mental side of things and wherever you can uh, potentially save yourself from going back into a place you don't want to go if an injury's popping up, which I think is what happened in that heartbreaking press conference. I mean, it came out of nowhere, and at the end of the day, I'm happy for him. So I, I think it's uh, it was definitely surprising to every human on earth. What did you make of, since nobody in the organization knew what was happening, they, were, they had planned a press conference for that Sunday. So, what, I mean, who would have leaked it then? How did that happen? No, I think they. I think it all came to be within like that last twenty-four hours there when the news was uh, released. I think it. I honestly do believe it was in the last couple of days before it was announced. And I think there was only a select group of humans that know. And all you need is for one person to tell somebody, right? And then all of a sudden that tree starts to expand, and then anonymous sources are the key to the game. And when Schefter gets that information, it's the biggest story on earth. He knows it. He can't sit on that, I assume, because he thinks somebody else is going to find out. And I just think the timing of it all was insanity. But from what I'm being told, nobody outside of maybe a select few people had a clue. So it's um, it really came out of left field for, for everybody, I think. I don't think he's coming back. But obviously, as soon as he retires, the conversation turns to, well, you know, maybe in a couple of years he'll come back. But do you think he's going to come back? I do not think so, because everybody assumes that he needs to get his competitive juices flowing somewhere and all that stuff. I just don't think he will because of how heartbroken he was to make this decision. And, I, and to be honest, he looks a little smaller than he normally is, too. So not only does he have to get back to a mental standpoint, but whenever he was playing quarterback, he was a physical specimen. And he looks a bit smaller. He would have to go through an entire physical transformation as well again. And I feel like that's a lot. And I think Jacoby Brissett said yesterday in his press conference that uh, whenever he talked to Luck about it all, he had a smile on his face, and it seemed like it really – he had a moment of clarity. And, and I think whenever you reach that – and you are happy and feeling fulfilled with your decision, and he's got a family on the way, and he's a genius, so I'm sure he'll get into something. I think the I think we might have seen the last of Andrew Luck on an NFL field, and I don't think it's good news. Uh, I wish we could play, I see him play again because how talented he was, but I think he's going to move on with his life and do swimmingly. Yeah, I agree. I, I've I mean I've seen firsthand. Uh what it takes to actually retire from the NFL. And it's, it's not a small decision and it's gut wrenching, even when it's literally time and it's not a surprising situation like Andrew Luck. What, what did you go through when you retired? Cause obviously you went through this. Yeah. So my lady actually posted something on social media 
Yeah, because she has uh, she's an influencer here in Indianapolis, you know. Um, but everybody in Indianapolis has an opinion about the Andrew Luck situation. And my lady posted something, and she wrote about how being a significant other to somebody who is hurt and deciding to retire and watching somebody give up something that's been in their life for so long, how it can be difficult. And I think that is a very accurate thing. Like for me, when I was retiring, I very much knew that I wanted to move on, uh, but it was difficult to do it because this is something the game of football has given me, given luck, given everybody who's got a chance to play in the NFL so much. And then when it's time to move on, even if you're ready to do it mentally, it's still a difficult decision. And I think Andrew Luck had to battle through those emotions to really give it up because the game has given him a lot. And I think anybody who retires has to do that. And it's not easy. And I am very happy that I retired. I'm enjoying life. But whenever it was about to happen, there was a lot of like, is this really what I want to do? This is a big life decision. And then once you turn that page, you just got to run with it. And uh, I think that's what Andrew would do. And I think that's what everybody does. What was the biggest transition getting out of the NFL? Because I feel like for athletes, and this is a lot, it's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to, because, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, they'll get into broadcasting or, you know, they'll open some gyms or something. But it's so much deeper than that. Like if you've played a sport on a professional level, you've likely played it since you were a child. So you're you're not retiring from a 10-year NFL career. You're retiring from a 20-year lifetime commitment career. Like it's, it's your identity. It's what you do every day. You have a routine. You wake up and you go work out at this time. And then this time of the year, you know, you're going to be able to slack a little bit. Like your entire life routine changes. So the, to me, that's the biggest adjustment for athletes leaving the sport. It's not just that, okay, I have to find something else to do, or how do I replace that adrenaline rush? Or how do I replace uh, the locker room? It's like your whole life routine changes. It's like having a baby in reverse or something like <laughs> your, your whole, your whole life is different. That is such an incredible thought and so accurate. And I would also uh, chime in that whenever your entire life is dedicated to something, uh, to learn and go outside of that can also sometimes be difficult whenever you see how something always goes. And for me, the transition was a little bit easier because I was utilizing my social media platforms to run a couple businesses while I was in the league um, because of the stats of 80% of guys going broke. And then you hear a story basically about 100% of guys missing the locker room and camaraderie and the structure and I think all those things combined, although money and we professional athletes get an incredible head start financially on the rest of their peers, life is long. So the ability to transition into another profession after your professional uh, playing career is over is a massive one. And I think luck will do it. I think more and more guys will succeed while doing it because I think there's a lot more opportunity these days. For the athletes that go into broadcasting, normally it's only a select few. It's the superstars who already made a lot of money to begin with, they used to be the ones that were selected to get into television or to speak into microphones. Now with social media and branding and the way guys can run their own business and be entrepreneurs and get taught these things from people that are making money in other ways, I think we're going to see a lot higher success rate of players transitioning into retirement. And I think we're going to see a lot more retirements happening, making way for younger players to get their chance. So tell us a little bit about Andrew Luck because Colin has him in his, what he calls the bore four. And, you know, he's, he's kind of like Frankenstein and like, we don't know a lot about him. We've had we like heard rumors that he uses a flip phone and like, you know, he might possibly wear shoes with Velcro on them, but like, is he really actually like that? Or is he a secretly a wild man? Like what, what is Andrew Luck? I think Andrew Luck is like the nicest dude of all time who just so happened to be the smartest guy on earth and the prototype for what a professional quarterback should be. He grew up in Europe and he's went to Stanford, so he's obviously a highly intelligent man, but he's a well-cultured man as well. He's a bit of a hipster when it comes to dressing and his appearance. Um, he's just – he's everything that people say he is. He's just – he has a flip phone. He does have a book club. He likes being positive and optimistic. That's why whenever you saw him kind of breaking down in a press conference, I think that was the big, a big gut punch for a lot of people who have known him because you don't ever get a chance to see him like that because he's always positive. He's an anomaly. He's an alien. I think he's an alien. 
And uh, I was very lucky to be teammates with him. And I think everything you hear about him is probably true. Uh, he's aside from him being a wild man, I haven't seen that. He's just uh, he's just a good dude. He's a big time nerd. <laughs> well, I can respect that. Um, so you yeah, mentioned absolutely. the uh, the Steelers earlier. I'm you know how it is. You born and raised in Pittsburgh. You really don't have a choice but to like the Steelers. Now I grew up a Dolphins fan because of course Dan Marino is a pit yeah. guy. And, you know, my brother spent some time down there, so I didn't have a choice in that matter either. Um, so I kind of split time between the Dolphins and Steelers, but I was really disappointed in the Steelers last year. I felt like they had a full culture breakdown. Um, I mean, I know it's kind of the days of, you know, the bus and Heinz Ward and Paul Amalo, those days are past, but the culture remains. And I felt like it really broke down last year. I mean, I, I was in Pittsburgh a few weeks ago and I, I got to listen to all these old head Yenzers talk about how Antonio Brown is a diva and like so annoying. <laughs> and I, like to me, I felt like a lot of that falls on Big Ben and Mike Tomlin. But that said, I think they're being underestimated a lot this year. So what is your take on the Steelers uh, as far as how it broke down last year and what you think they're going to be this year? Well, I think last year was just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I think drama had been building in that building in particular for a couple of years, and it wasn't normal for the Steelers, this storied franchise, to be this dramatic team, which is what was starting to happen. I think there, there's a quote that says, when you win, there's enough to go around. And I think they had so much success they have a lot of stars on that team. And whenever A.B. and Le'Veon Bell kind of got upset with their positioning in the team or how they were being perceived to be treated by others, whenever you have big personalities that have a lot of ability, I mean, that can cause some situations in a locker room. And I think now that it's kind of cleared the way and A.B. going to Oakland, Lev going to the Jets, they kind of made it very clear that, hey, we're going to stick with Ben. Uh, he's our guy because he's won us a lot of games, even though he might call out a guy on local radio, even though he might cause some situations that you wouldn't see other top-tier quarterbacks cause off the field. I think they've really put a team around Ben that likes each other. I think the camaraderie from back in the day of the Steelers, where you think of a unit as a whole, is completely back. That seems to be a team that really likes each other. They're young. they got a lot of talent. Juju is incredible. I think he's a really good player. Andy handles his brand well. And I like the way James Conner runs the football. I think he's going to be good as well. I like the Steelers a lot. Uh, I'm a big fan. And anytime you have a coach pass away or something big like that, that only brings a team together even more. So I don't know what people are expecting from the Steelers. I think I saw Colin is predicting him, them to win the AFC North, and I think that's probably a pretty accurate take. I think their team's going to be good. Well, the other team um, that's in the AFC North that people are high on, which uh, you know you and I know are the enemy, but they've evolved <sighs> over over the past year or two in, in the Browns, and people are super high on them. I happen to love Baker Mayfield. I thought he should have started from week one thought he walked into a bad situation with Hugh Jackson and he's, he's made a lot of that situation. Obviously they've upgraded tremendously um, on both sides of the ball this year. But my, my fear with the Browns is I think what everyone's fear is, is like what happens when stuff kind of starts to get a little shaky. Cause that's when culture comes in and, and everyone kind of clicks back into, into their lane and says like, no, this isn't how we do things. But what's your biggest fear with the Browns this year? Because I do think they're going to be talented and good, but I, I don't I don't know if they're ready to take that next step yet. It's hilarious that you talked about our enemy because growing up in Pittsburgh, you are taught that Cleveland is the worst place on earth. It isn't is. crazy? Yeah, because it is. It's crazy. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's not crazy. the worst place on earth. <laughs> I have uh, two of my guys that work for me now, grew up in Wanta Plum High School as well, and uh, they're my boys from high school, and they still hate Cleveland. And now that <laughs> Cleveland is back, they can't stand it. And I, I'm happy for the Cleveland Browns and the dog pound. I like that Dorsey's making some plays to make them relevant again. But just like you said, any team that has a lot of big personalities and potentially big egos, when things are going good, it's great. Whenever bullets start flying, you really learn a lot about them. And I think Jarvis Landry being there with OBJ will be good. And I think Baker Mayfield has a real chip on his shoulder to keep him focused on, on doing good things. I think they potentially have the the right pieces to the puzzle to kind of make it through tough times even though they have a lot of personalities but i think that's all what we're we're all eager to see how that goes especially in that locker room but i like them a lot i think baker's a stud too you you like baker but colin and him beef all the time do you do you stick up what do you how does that work with you oh yeah i mean i stick, stick up for baker i didn't like what he did with daniel jones um i yeah. thought that was kind of 
it was just silly. Like, you know, you're in a room with a reporter. Like, this isn't your first interview. You know, you know, everything is on the record. So you got to be more careful about what you say and how it's going to be received. And once you have a reputation like Baker does of being brash and being the guy, like the, we, we only took that the way that we could take it, which is he meant it. But other than that, like, I don't have a problem with anything Baker does. I, I'm a young person. I like young people. I want them to be successful. I like personalities. I'm in the content business and he's content. So to me, I like I like what the Browns are doing in that way, and I like that Baker is an individual. You know what I mean? I don't like cookie cutter guys, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm right on board with you. Now, granted, I think he got screwed over with the way they pieced it together, but he should know that that's the world we live in. But I uh, with the Daniel Jones stuff, but I like him a lot. I watched him on Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, show last night, and he seems to be just as legit in real life as he is whenever he does interviews and on the field. And uh, he has a cool story about his parents basically investing all the money they had in him and his family sacrificing a lot for him to make it and then walking on two places. It's a, I think he's a cool story. I like his attitude. I like the chip on his shoulder. I just hope it uh, can carry him to success and not the other way. Yeah, yeah, me too. And yeah, obviously Colin is on the complete opposite side of that. Like it's yes. why he loves Andrew Luck so much, but you know, I got I got to stick up for the for the young guys, and I I like personality, so um I always want them to be star. Like I think the I think the NFL is better when Cam Newton is playing great. You know, like the, the NFL will be better because the Browns are not a disaster. Like the more competition, the more stars, the more stories, it's better for everyone. Agreed, tenfold. Yeah. I, I hate whenever the NFL made the no celebration rule and then the uniform rule and yeah. this rule and that rule to make everybody the same exact person. And they did that so they can just plug and place players. But when you have personalities, I think you should market them. The NBA does it well. And I think the NFL getting big personalities is a good thing for everybody as well. Yeah. I started beating that drum like about three or four years ago with the encouragement of personalities. And you know what it really clicked for me was, I think it was two years ago, maybe it was three years ago, when everyone was hurt, like literally half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL were hurt. Everyone was out. And it was just like every star gone. And it was so hard to watch. And it, it messed up the competition. And it was like, duh, elevate your stars. If you have, if you elevate everyone, then when you do have a star quarterback go down, it's not the the end of the the season, you know, as far as what what is interesting and what can happen and what stories are there and and what what fans are tuning in for. And the reality is, like, everyone wants to point to the NBA, which of course the NBA does an incredible job with their stars and social media and you know elevating every player and coach and city and everything, but. It's really just the new wave, period. The social media and the internet has changed everything. Everybody has their own brand now. So to me, it's like get on board, evolve or die. You know what I mean? And I think the NFL is starting to take steps towards understanding, like, we need to just put our arms around this. Yep, beautifully stated. And I even enjoyed your duh that you dropped in the <laughs> middle of that. I don't think I've heard that in a long time, so I respect that a lot. I like to throw it back. Um, so <laughs> Carly Lloyd, she was at uh, – Eagles camp and kicked a couple field goals. I think she took a couple more steps than you usually take in a game, but she said she, her and her agent have said that she, or her trainer um, have said she's gotten some offers to come into camp from NFL teams. Now she's 37 and obviously she's played soccer her entire life. Um, objectively from a, from a kicker's perspective is, and now you had a pretty unconventional uh, entrance into kicking yourself, but do you think that's something that could, could be possible? I, I very much appreciate if a team did invite Carly Lloyd, and what she thinks are, there's no reason for me to ever expect an American legend, American champion, Carly Lloyd, to lie. I think it would be awesome to see her kick in a preseason game. With that being said, I love the pop of the ball that she kicked whenever she took like a six-yard run-up, which is longer than some guys' kickoff steps. Right. I love I love the pop of the ball that came off her foot. I think there's been a lot of female kickers in history that have tried to make it, and there's a potential chance for them to make it. I don't think anybody has had the pop off the foot that Carly Lloyd had. Surrounding her out there, too, with Justin Tucker and Jake Elliott and the Baltimore Ravens kicking consultant that was there, some of the best kicking people that you could be around, by the way, to learn how to kick. I think it was an incredible strike. I'm not sure if this is a year that she could get into it. I'm not sure if she can learn to elevate 
and get the pop with a, a shorter step because it can be a little bit uncomfortable when you're learning those short steps, especially when you're a soccer player and you're used to running and having an open field. So adjusting to the shorter steps to generate the power and get the lift that you would need might be a bit difficult in this quick of a turnaround. But I'll tell you what, I enjoyed watching that ball fly 55 yards, uh, but I'm just I'm not sure that people are appreciating the amount of explosion that it takes to get a ball to travel as high as fast as it does and as far as it does uh, with only taking a couple steps. There's only 32 jobs in the world for a reason, and I do think she has promise. I'm just not sure this year it would be possible for her to learn those techniques as quickly. Yeah, I would agree. She, she, I mean, she's going to do it, obviously. There's a tremendous amount of pressure and expectations and lots of other stuff, you know, that – is implicated with her success there. So I don't think she would do it. You know, she, she wouldn't have asset kickers get no respect, huh? None, <laughs> none at all. And you know why though? Because it is the easiest position whenever it comes to other football players, you know, like I very much understand that I am a much lesser athlete than everybody else that I was teammates with and shared the field with. Right. I understand that my position is nowhere near that. But it's the people who have never played football or maybe played high school football, and then they judge professional punters and professional kickers. And now, granted, not all punters and kickers are athletes. I think we've seen our fair share of incredibly disappointing tackle attempts and athletic moves for the brand of kickers and punters. Right. But there's there's some of us uh, that I think if we were to play at those people's high schools that they played, we probably would have played every position if we wanted to. Uh, I think it's uh, – it's a much more athletic position than people give it credit to, but it's all about explosion. And we are absolutely nothing compared to other football players. And our job is a lot easier and it's a lot less work. But I do believe the actual craft of kicking a ball is much more difficult than people give it credit. That's fair. That was a very self-aware answer. Hey, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I try to strive on my self-awareness. Uh, you know, I think growing up in Pittsburgh, you learned that. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you so much for coming on with us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check out Pat's new show on the zone. It premieres September 9th. Uh, next time you're in LA, let us know. We'd love to have you in studio. Maybe we'll ship out some, uh, Permani bros and have some, uh, iron cities or something. Hey, listen, you and I both know we will never put iron city in our mouths again, <laughs> but I would love to have a Permani sandwich or three with you. Uh, that'd be incredible. Thank you so much for the invite. <laughs> no one in this room understands how, how real what you just said. I drink Modelo, <laughs> I drink Modelo especial <laughs> and like one yeah. of them at that. Um, thank you so much, Pat. Hey, thank you. Joy. Have a good one over there. You too. Football season is coming up quick, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, is celebrating with huge week one contests. It all starts when Chicago and Green Bay kick off the season with a Thursday night single-game showdown contest and $2.5 million in total prizes up for grabs. New users who sign up today on DraftKings using code JOY will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. So draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. But you don't have to wait until week one to get in on the action. Right now, all users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. So download the DraftKings app now to get in on the action. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. And as an extra special week one bonus, new users can put in my code JOY to receive a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. So don't forget, that's code JOY for your free shot at $1 million only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, thanks to Pat McAfee. That was fun. Uh, he is definitely right about the beer situation. Um, I haven't had a beer in a long time. Like a very long time. I've been to two weddings in the last two weekends, so I've had quite a You've few beers. Because they're beers. free. When they're free, it's like, you uh, even, just drink them. You know, what, now how, you know how you know you're getting old when free alcohol is no longer appealing to you? It's yeah, like you know what? When you, like, if, I, I see that you have jello shots made of that vodka that I can yeah, see on the counter. Or I'm sure they're wonderful, but I'm going to pass. A free well drink ticket? Whew. Well, no, thank you. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good off of that. <laughs> that <laughs> happened like 
right. Okay, yeah. Years ago, I'll uh, just that, pay for the Hennessy. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. That's when you know you're getting old. Like you're like, I'm. I would pay money before <laughs> yeah. getting this free drink. That's gonna ruin my day tomorrow. Yeah, money um, for comfort. That's what you're right. With it, with it, quit. What? With it. We about to turn up in this Anyway, let's get started with would it or quit it. What am I winning or quitting today? In most industries, if you're able to retire at 29 with millions in the bank, the folks at your retirement party are hella jealous of your success. In Andrew Luck's case, his biggest fans booed him, and for that, we all lost. Joy, fans were wrong to boo Luck off the field. Wit it or quit it. Um, I'm going to wit it. They were wrong, but I don't want everyone to overreact to how wrong they were. Okay. Okay. Obviously, when Heat fans were leaving the game, they thought it was over, (laughs) and then it turned out it wasn't. Everyone was like, every Heat fan doesn't know anything about basketball. But that B-roll, nah. that B-roll of them banging on the door trying it's to get back great. in was worth it. It's not great. It's not it's not our best look. I always say you want to have good stuff on tape, not our best tape. Nope. But it was like 30 people. And when you zoom in on a shot on 30 people, it looks like 300 people. And people hated Miami. Particularly so, if they're all wearing linen. Right. It'll all go down. Right. Exactly. With the belts. Yeah. So it'll, it'll all go <laughs> down. However, the media says it went down or other fans say it went down. It really wasn't that dramatic. Um. But that's how it goes. Like, every fan in Indianapolis was not booing Andrew Luck. It was the end of a preseason game. The third preseason game. There's not even that many fans there. Like, no. it's the fourth quarter of, yeah. a, of the third preseason game. So, let's not be too dramatic. Those are hardcore fans that are there. And of those hardcore fans, every fan wasn't booing. They just found out Andrew Luck retired. What did, I didn't know what to think about what was happening when he retired. I Like... In today's society, let's be honest, there was a lot of things that popped into my head about what it could possibly be before we then started hearing news about what it actually was. Like, it's a, it's a dramatic thing to hear. That said, of course you don't want to boo a guy who has been great for you. I, I'm, I'm not a knuckle-dragger, so in general, I don't walk around booing things. Even when I am at games where I care, I'm not a booer. I'm just not a booer. I'm an I'm a active participant in a lot of stadium antics. The wave for my seat. I don't raise up. You wave, Joy. I go like this. No. I mean, what are no, you, fun killer? Like, yes, you, I am. You can, you can lift your That's arms. I, but booing is a bad look, even when you're justified. You, just as an adult human, yelling, boo, yeah, I'm not a boo. at a person I, I don't is just love, like, I just don't love the it's boo. nuts. I don't, I don't love the boo, and I feel like in general, it, you're not really, you're, you're not assessing the whole situation in general when you're booing. That said, if you're booing someone on your own team, you probably should be very sure and clear about the implications of booing said person. For it's tough when it's your like they just found out. No, I'm with you, it's and that's tough. why I'm saying like, I they were don't on their wanna... phone. They looked up, they saw him. It's ugh. yeah, and I and I don't want to overreact to the situation for that reason. It's also, I'm like, why are you announcing your retirement at the game? You're on the sidelines. Like you well, want to he... do that more prepared and set. Apparently, they had a press conference planned for Sunday. Obviously, it didn't go down that way. Somebody leaked it, Somebody leaked it, and so here we are. Right. Well, it happens. So I'm not going to overreact to the fans doing it. Obviously, they shouldn't do it. But I do think that that does speak to, like, the bigger picture of it's kind of time for fans and everyone in general to, like, catch up to the new wave. We've arrived here. We've arrived here at the – we are now in the age of enlightenment. And we're all here mm. together, right? So some of us are Hopefully. taking a little longer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To get there, all right. We're waving you on. Hurry up, guys! Come on. There's room. It's fine over here. Trust me. On the enlightened train. <laughs> it's cool over here. We actually look at us laughing genuinely over here for our yeah. differences, and we learn and share things. See that personal space that we were respecting. Also, right. that's also important here. You know those type of things. <laughs> But we're here. Like, we've arrived there, right? Like, we are in the state where things are changing rapidly. Rules for society are changing rapidly. And as much as there is a stranglehold on the idea of this old school mentality of grit and grind, and you will sacrifice your body as a man to the skin and bones, it's like, eh, okay. You never cry. Come on. Men can cry. It's important sometimes, it's, too. Sometimes cry. you just need to cry. Yeah. It's probably better for everyone if you just cry and not do what you planned on doing. I might have okay. a good cry after this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, never know. you might need to when I'm done with you. But the point is, everyone just needs to evolve, right? Like, yeah. the, the, there was, for the most part, a understanding reaction to Andrew Luck. Not that I'm, like, happy about being right about this, but I have been saying for months now, this is not a good thing that he has a lingering injury nope. that is keeping him from practicing in 
the preseason and training camp. It's one thing to not play a preseason game, okay? Pretty much everyone of, of note is sitting out of preseason now, which is smart. There's no reason to be yeah, out there. Okay? We're going to talk about Lamar Miller later. Yeah. That sucks, sucks, okay? No need for that to happen. It sucks. Cam even got a... Cam Newton. Like, Cam? We can't lose Cam. You have no need in for a Cam pretend to be game? out there. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it's totally unnecessary. That said, injuries happen, right? Yep. Okay, so... We just have to be. We just have to all evolve together, right? Like it's it, it, understand that if he is not out there for that long and he's not practicing and he's not in training camp and he's there but he's not doing team drills, it's like not a toughness it's happened issue. since April. There's something wrong here, and yep. like everyone's like, well, you know, like they're just being secretive. Like, no, something's wrong. Now I'm not saying I knew he was going to retire. Of course I didn't know he was going to retire, but. You're here. Like, we've arrived now. We know how hard it is to come back from from injuries. If you're a normal person out there, okay, you've ever broken your arm, like, your thumb, your toe, like, that, that twisted an ankle. That arm's clicking the rest of your life, perhaps. Right. Like it's <laughs> I tore my ACL, so I have a deeper appreciation. And, and obviously, I've seen massive injuries. My brother, my younger brother, blew out his entire knee, MCL, ACL, meniscus. Like, everything is gone. Like, he's, it's a nightmare. <sighs> My brother's had shoulder surgery. Like, I've seen all kinds of devastating injuries. But when you experience it yourself, you have a different understanding of it. I tore my ACL. It was a nightmare. First of all, I'm five foot two. I couldn't wear heels for a year. That might not matter to you, but it, it's, <laughs> it, it alters your, like, like, your life. It really does. Like, it messes with your self-esteem. My body was never the same ever again. Like, it's, it's very traumatic. And rehab is exhausting. Okay? And that's just me trying to, like, work it in some yep. heels again. I'm on just trying to, like, run too. a lap or get on an elliptical. I'm not trying to go out there and be a warrior with no conscience. At the so, highest level. Yeah. So everyone just needs to just just realize this is what it is now. Obviously, it was a jarring retirement, but mental health is important. I know we all sound like hippies and kumbaya, all right? And it's like you're weirdos because you want to go to rehab and like talk to someone about your problems. I'm from California. This sounds regular to me. Okay, but there's a whole world out there (laughs) that still thinks it's weird. And and honestly, like I heard a doctor talk about it this weekend and and it, it just makes perfect sense. Like if you're going to take medication for arthritis or asthma, okay, or cancer or anything else like why would you not take like why would you take care of your mental health in the same way and he that's what he's doing like he's saying he's mentally exhausted he's saying he's not invested and he's done so like fans reacting that way obviously they did not have that information at hand so i'm not going to freak out and call them knuckle dragons a good look never never boo you know just yeah yeah, maybe we did we're just done with booing maybe that's a lesson there cheer i think we're done with booing or just you know think for a second you gotta, you gotta mull it over how you yeah, feel. Yeah, you got a great heckle. Let that thing fly <laughs> for you sure. Start yelling. Put some creativity on that. It's not gonna happen. It's part of the part of the game. All right, what's next? Okay, keeping it quarterback heel. Uh, 2012, the last time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. It was also the year Andrew Luck was drafted, but that's besides the point. 2019, young guns drafted since then, like Goff, Mahomes, and Baker, make up nearly two thirds of the likely starting QBs this season. Joy, this is the last year for OGs like Brady, Breeze. Big Ben and Phil Rivers to dominate. Quit it or quit it. I actually hadn't had uh, Breeze in there. Let me throw that in there too. If you got about Breeze, bees. Yeah, um, forty plus. Big, big, big fan of of Drew Breeze. I'm a big fan of all these guys, but great dudes. It feels like I, I'm with it. It feels like the last hey. hurrah for the old guard of the NFL. Right off into that sunset. I don't want to pin this on Andrew Luck because obviously he's not part of that, and being that he's only yeah. 29 years yeah. old, but. It just kind of feels like we're just ticking kind of towards the end. And it's not necessarily that they're not going to be relevant next year. Obviously not this upcoming year. Yep. Talking about the year after that. Right. Because I'm saying this is the last year for these guys to have the stranglehold that they have over the NFL. I don't think that Brady is going to be playing at a high enough level next year to but, do it. But he's going to look good in that Niners uniform, though. You know I'm I mean, it's, I'm not I'm not pushing against it. Like anything is possible. I'm I I believe it. Um I I think that Breeze is going to retire sooner than Brady does. Philip Rivers unfortunately plays for the Chargers, and as much as I love the Chargers, I got to see them actually yep. be that clutch team in that it moment. Would be, it would be amazing if he could if he could ride off with one. I would love it. Ooh, that'd be great. I would love it. I'm rooting for that. So for all 15 Chargers fans out there, <laughs> yeah. don't get upset. <laughs> I like Philip Rivers a lot. With them after they left Arizona, you're a Chargers fan. San Diego. And you stuck with them? Well, that's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty succinct. Um, yeah, it makes, it nice. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like Ben, 
I just think that the window for a Super Bowl has closed on on him and Tomlin. I think I don't know that they have the talents on the the entire the team as a whole to get to to a, not get to a Super Bowl to, to win a Super Bowl again. They but that said, the bigger picture is next year. All these guys are going. These young guys are going to be a year better. And when you look at the list, like you just mentioned, a few: Jared Goff, Patrick mm. Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, mm. Sam Darnold. We don't know what Jimmy G is going to be yet. Think he's going to be pretty good. Daniel Jones. Who knows what he's going to be? Mar Jackson, Mitch Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. Like, at one point or another, one of these guys is going to take Trubisky. take hold of the NFL. And I just Derek Carr's good too. Yeah, I mean you can put Derek Carr in there if you After want to. Hard knocks. I'm pretty. High, I'm pretty high oh, okay. on the Raiders. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's why yeah. it's happening. Yeah, um, I mean for sure. Fine, put yeah. them in there if you want to. Guys. But like, there's a lot of young guys with a lot of talents. The high level of talent of of the guys I just listed is already up there in consideration with Breeze and Brady, which may be unfair, yep. but. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is looking like that dude. Yep. Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl last yep. year. So I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to maintain it after this year. This year feels like it, a, a massive amount of pressure on each of those teams. And, and, and not not necessarily on the Patriots because, like, enough with the Patriots, okay? Like, whatever. We know they're going to be good. They're going to win the, the AFC East. whoop freaking do But <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do in the playoffs? That's what I'm, what I'm really actually Probably more for. the same, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're kind of like the Warriors. Like, all right, we know you're going to be there. Like, no, mm. no, no. No, no, no. Warrior shade. We'll, we'll see you in don't the playoffs. Don't do that. Don't, uh, don't shade the Warriors. Too soon? I mean, yeah. I hate Drake so much still. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh... Some people think that all diet and weight loss plans are the same, but that's because they haven't tried Noom. Noom is a new, totally different approach to losing weight and getting healthy that uses psychology and small goals to help you change your habits, making it easy to lose the weight and keep it off for good, which is the most important part. Noom combines the power of technology with real human support, offering as little or as much help as you want along the way. And since Noom is an app, it's always with you and easy to use, which makes it super easy to stay on track and reach your goals. It's just as simple to get started. Just go online, answer a few quick questions, and then they'll create a personalized program just for you. Noom can help you lose your old way of thinking about food and dieting. So what do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash podcast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash podcast and start your 14-day trial today. Change your habits, change your mind, change for good with Noom. It's time for High Key, Low Key. High Key. Low Key. Not bad. Thank you. Um, all right. So High Key, Gronk is retired, and Low Key is getting high while retired. Uh, so he held a press conference introducing his partnership with the company CBD Medic. If you don't know what CBD is, Google it. I'm not going to explain. Um, but <laughs> it does work. I will tell you that. And the goal is to advocate for CBD use in the NFL, which is uh, it should of course happen. Like the conversation about painkillers in the NFL at this point is just really, 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 really dumb. I, I, I've it's talked insulting. to people who have had to take literally handfuls of pills before even going out on the field. the 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 yeah. idea of that is just. But it, you, but you can't have any of that plant that grows out of the ground and has never killed anyone um, at I mean, all. Look, like, period. Ever. And we're gonna find you and suspend you and blemish your record. And sometimes you can't get into college or graduate from college off of that. Like, what? Come on now. Thank you for that rant. But you took the words right out of my mouth. No, I don't have to say it. But it's true. <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's silly at this point. And, again, we're in the age of enlightenment. Everyone is welcome to come aboard. Um, not saying that you have to smoke three blunts a day. but It might you help know, with enlightenment, that, though. That creaky elbow of yours, just rub a little CBD on it, and you're going to feel better. You're going to take a two-hour nap, but you are going to feel it's better. It's not going to be worse. Right. Exa- that, that, is, that is important. But, anyway, he's advocating for that. And he, he spoke at the, the introduction of this or the, at the press conference, and it was pretty – Pretty revealing. Brought that Gronk energy. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's in tears talking about leaving football and how much, like, the pain of his injuries, much like Andrew Luck, made him not only hate football and took the joy of the game away, but also forced him to retire. I mean, you think of his injuries. Gronk, I mean, this is just jarring to even read all of them. High ankle sprain, forearm fracture, back fracture, concussion, <sighs> torn Ooh. MCL, torn Ow. ACL, knee Ow. strain, hamstring, back disc, her- hernia, Don't thigh bruise, A back what? ankle. Ow. I mean, 
We know Gronk's been injured a ton. And he's got that elbow. He had that elbow brace on. He, he was, always looks. He looks. He looked like a transformer. <laughs> looked like he was sewn together. Right. With modern technology and, he is and pushed a Hall out of there. Famer and was at one point when not injured the most dominant player on the field on either side of the ball. He was just unstoppable. <laughs> and it's it, it, it was heart wrenching to hear that out of Gronk because it's like it's Gronk, you know. But yeah. that's how serious these injuries have become. So for all this talk about Andrew Luck, like really Gronk's retirement. I mean, we kind of felt like this was coming because he had discussed it, but it's pretty dramatic too. I mean, Gronk's only 30 years old. He could play another five years easily if he had not had this injury history. So there's nothing about the game that's going to change. It's going to keep this from happening. Like you either are a guy that gets injured or you're not. And that's not the overall point. Like Gronk is going to play the way that he plays. He's Gronk. That's what got him there. And that's what made him successful. So it's not like he's going to become like some finesse receiver. But listening to him, it's like, it's just a reminder again, like there are other alternatives to a 10-inch tortle shot and, you know, 15 Vicodins. Like, there's there's other things out there that the NFL needs to be open to, especially with, like, the, what Pat talked about. Like, there's a trend of guys being like, we've already made millions yep. of dollars. I already have this business opportunity that I know I can make this much money and chill at home with my girl and we can travel and I don't have to go wreck shop for nine months and feel like shit for three months and then have to go through surgery again for this and – it's going to continue happening because that's the nature of the game. It's very violent. I'm not saying football's going to die. Don't be dramatic. Don't yeah, overreact. There's dude, always going to be young guys who are going to come in the next year and fill those those spaces. But just they do need to be open to some do, other. Do we care about the players or not? This is a very easy way to show that we do. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. CBD is very effective. Um, all right. High key. The AFC South has changed dramatically. And mm-hmm. low key, you have to watch out for the Jags now. Nikki Foles, baby. I'm so torn on the Jaguars because I truly, I have no love for the Jaguar organization. I don't know why. I just, I don't, I just don't. Maybe it's the Dolphins. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like Fred Taylor. I like Fred Taylor. Oh yeah. Um, they had some other great Tony Baselli. Yeah, Baselli is cool. Some other cool dudes. But I, I like Nick Foles. I'm like, I just can't help but root for the guy. Um, I think Nick Foles is stoked that Mike Glennon is getting credit for having a long neck now so that no one pays attention to the length of Nikki Foles' neck. It's he strong, got long, yeah, he got a long one, too. It's a strong jab because yeah. his neck is it's long. Yep. He could see over most things, including the offensive line it's, and the defensive line, such, hopefully. It, right, but unfortunately sports. you just can't see where he needs to throw the ball. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, that's just... Well, if you close your eyes, even if you're all the way up there, <laughs> it's, a little, yeah, it's, it's a little tougher. Um, it's a little tougher. But, yeah, it's wide open. Who It's was... wide open. Who was the Jack Del Rio? I think it was mm. Jack Del Rio. This could be a fake story, but it's a really good story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, Brett Romberg can correct me. He was my co-host in Miami. Um, when he was with the Jags, Jack Del Rio had a tree stump in the middle of the locker room with an axe. The first time I heard the story, I was like, I know how the story ends. Yeah. S- someone's losing a foot, how for dumb. sure. How incredibly stupid. <laughs> Lucky uh, if it's just axe, a couple fingers. An axe yeah. around more than one man is just seems like a bad idea. No offense. Honestly, but, the turnover chain seems like too much for the locker room to handle. Uh, yeah, but it can't cause anyone harm. <laughs> well, you can't remove a yeah. limb, okay? okay yeah. So so that's where I'm going. I don't know where you're going, but that is where I'm going. So there's a stump and an axe, and... Of course, like the point is like release some testosterone and like hack the hack the stump with the axe. And of course, someone missed and, uh, you know, hacked their foot because of course, how else would that end? The, everyone in the locker room isn't a lumberjack. And like, it's what the, the most yeah. Jacksonville story of all stories that yeah. could be possibly a Jacksonville story. So that happened. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. We're pretty um, sure that, that I'm like happened. 99% sure that's yeah, how the story That is. is a good story. I could be wrong regardless. about everything, yeah. but it's a really fun story that I could be telling. Shouts to Jack Del Rio, maybe. Maybe. Um, pretty sure it's true, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point is, Jacksonville is legitimately a problem now. So, th- basically, this division was, was between the Colts and the Texans, right? Yeah. And the problem is, is then... Andrew Luck retired, and it's like, oh, Colts are all the way down here now. It's obviously the Texans. I don't think and so. And then Lamar Miller tears his ACL. Yeah. No, and no one is overreacting to this as much as I am for some reason. Like I'm like, uh, that's a huge, massive problem, right? You're starting running back. Lamar Miller, who was a pro bowler last year, is out. Are we not everybody cool? Like, you, why is this okay? But you know more about Lamar Miller than the rest of us because he was a Dolphin, and so you – I mean, not really. He was a pro bowler last year. Like, everyone should pretty much know what Lamar Miller is at this point. I'm not saying That's he's fair. Ezekiel Elliott, but he is the starting running back That's for the true. Texans, and Deshaun Watson kind of needs him. Now, Duke Johnson is a fine replacement, but he's not Lamar Miller. Like, That's we true. know that. So, if you look at the division now, you've got Jacoby Brissett and Frank Reich. I mean, okay. Don't sleep. Colt's going to be okay. Don't sleep on that. He's a good quarterback. 
I, do, I think that Jacoby is good. He's not Andrew Luck, and I think that there's going to be an emotional are. hangover um, to the situation. Ooh, I think there's going to be an emotional three-game win streak, and then the hangover Maybe. sets it. But that's my point. Like, who who really knows? Because everyone is completely writing the Colts off, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. You have Nick Foles and Doug Marone. I don't think that Jacksonville's going to be that bad. I know everyone thinks Nick Foles is trash. Yeah, but can you imagine a Doug Marone cutaway where they're winning? You know what I mean? Like I can't he's, picture he's, it yet, but that I'm just saying if, <laughs> if if something happens, like if one more dramatic thing ha- happens in this division, it could very well be the Jags division. Marcus Mariota and Mike Vrabel. I mean, I don't have any faith in Marcus Mariota. It could end up being Ryan Tannehill's yeah, job. Yeah, boy. Oh Shout out to Ryan Tannehill. Oh, my goodness. Almost switched him to receiver. They deserve him. And now he's him. a quarterback. Um, and then, obviously, you have the Sean Watson and Bill O'Brien, who we all love and we're rooting for. But I really think the Lamar Miller, Miller thing evens this division out a lot. And I don't think everyone is taking it as seriously. I mean, maybe the, the Texans are. But it's be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Loser power rankings. Loser power, power rankings. These are the losers of the week. Okay. Pretty good. A little more, you know, emphatic. I'm trying to show energy. No, you're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. You've been, you're doing a good job. Let's give Heller a Woo! Appreciate y'all stepping up to the plate. All right. Um, Brandon is out, by the way. If you just if you've been skipping ahead and wondering why Heller is sitting, yeah, why Brandon sounds so white today. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's start with the Cowboys. Uh, they still haven't signed Dak or Zeke. Do they think they know that Zeke is holding out at this point, or like I don't I don't understand. What is the delay? Where is he still? Where is Zeke? So, Zeke is still in Cabo. So Marshall Falk went down to Cabo. Uh, I believe they have the same agent. So he went down to Cabo to help. Zeke train and get ready for okay, the season. Good. I thought you were um, gonna say like convince him to come back, and I was like, no, no, no. He's just okay, going cool. down there to work out with him, and, and also like probably hang on Cabo, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> he's saying the problem is is Zeke might be in great shape, but he's not getting any hits. Like he's not getting touched. That's a problem. This is part of the reason why I don't think Zeke should be in Cabo because if he was in say Miami at a training facility there, he could find then, some guys to hit him. Right. Yeah. And, and you need to be hit. Like, even Le'Veon Bell, who's not playing in the preseason, who hasn't played in a year, is like, I need some I need some contact in practice. You have to be a little callous. You don't want your first hit when you walk into a nope. fight in the, for, for six months to be the first hit in the first round. Like, you want a little bit of edge to you. And I, I don't I don't think that's a good thing. Now, Zeke also came out to Maxim Magazine. Shout out to the uh, the, the mags, by the way, getting yep. non-sports magazines, yep. culture this magazines, is, getting all the interviews. I think it's worth noting that there was no photo shoot, like, for the GQ articles for Baker and Odell, so this wasn't quite as big of a deal, but it's still... still I mean, it's the first time we've hearing from Zeke, though, since the holdout. Shouts to Maxim Magazine. And he's saying he wants to be a cowboy for life, which is not really that dramatic, but it is another little PR play of like, okay, like I'm down here training and I do want to be a cowboy, like putting a little bit out there, put a little pressure on the team. We know that they made an offer to him, but clearly they haven't figured it out. Like if he's going, to, if he's in the demand to be the highest paid player, if I'm the team, I'm just going out and saying that because that is bad PR for Zeke. If Zeke is yeah. not signed this because he's demanding to be the highest paid running back. Break his trust though. Like, will he ever break his trust? Here's the thing. I don't think you're going to find a more pro player individual than me. I want everyone to get paid. Joy I want Taylor everyone to have mansions. I'm very pro player. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Uh, I, I don't talk about guys getting in trouble. Like I, there's, I, I'm very pro player. However, I'm also a realist. And if you are Ezekiel Elliott and you have the resume that you have, you've got to keep it in perspective about what, the, what this team is going to be concerned about. And if you aren't, you're going to end up on the Raiders. I mean, or you're just going to end up in the – you're going to end up franchise tags. Like, yep. what are you going to do? You're really not going to play for the next four years? I just can't believe that someone saw what happened with Le'Veon last year and, like, seems to be going the same route. Like, it's, cra- it's but, and crazy. Le- and, and Le'Veon is in a completely different situation than Zeke. And really, all these players have no one to blame but the veterans because they're the ones that voted against this the, the rookie, <laughs> yeah. like, pay, pay scale. scale. Come on, And guys. it's been nothing but a disaster for everyone. So maybe new CBA, you revisit that a little bit. Like, uh, uh, we okay, so uh, what's his name got away with a bunch of money? Sam Bradford. He's just better at making money than the rest of you. Yep. Maybe he get some CBD in that for, CBA for everyone else. He could use some CBD. He should just have a CBD, like, IV pretty much yeah all right so big ben has finally admitted that he effed up with antonio brown he said he regrets criticizing him and handling it that way it ruined a friendship oh cool awesome thanks for that now hooray fixed it (sighs) here's my here's my (laughs) problem like obviously that's news to no one okay i don't know antonio brown personally no one in this room does i'm assuming but i think it's 
it's pretty obvious just observing him. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who likes to be publicly called out for his performances. Do you, I don't know anyone who is that type of person. I mean, some people like, I mean, I don't think anyone likes that, but I think some people can like, absorb that yeah, better yeah, than yep, others. Yep. Mo- you're right. Most Get people don't like to be publicly way, yeah, called yeah. out. Okay. That's fine. When you're losing, I understand everything is elevated, right? Emotions, anger, frustration. Cool. You're the guy who's supposed to just put a blanket on that, hug everyone, motivate everyone. There's a reason why you're the franchise quarterback. And quarterbacks are held to a different standard. That's just the way it is. You, you touch the ball every too. time. You like get paid for it every time. You get the shine. You get the, yep. you get the posters. You get the billboards. Interviews. Like, everything all right it's all yours but this all this all this pile is yours too okay and it's on you it's on you to make sure that you relate individually to every single person in that locker room and you have to handle everyone differently everyone doesn't respond the same i can't talk to my mom the same way i talk to my brother (laughs) vice versa like hello it's just human to human thing like it's not it shouldn't be news to no one we all have to do it and we're not necessarily compensated Right. Ever. And that's just <laughs> them's the breaks, man. Yeah. Like, just deal with These it. These are the breaks. <laughs> like, you, quarterbacks are held to a different standard for a reason. We all knew this. We all knew that you made a mistake when you did that. The, pro- the difference is the moment that everyone starts reacting that way, you run as fast as your Big Ben feet can take you, okay, in your shuffle. Flintstone car over an Antonio Brown, and you beg his forgiveness. And it doesn't matter about your ego. It's me, baby. Come on. <laughs> like, Remember, you I throw you the ball. Whatever you it's... need me to do. I'm like and fix it. Do whatever you have to do to fix it. Nothing is 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 not fixable if you sacrifice your ego in the situation. He probably likes. I can't things. say nothing, but he, most things are fixable. But send some things over. Send a gift basket. You know, mm-hmm. people like things. People do love things, but it's better to give those in things in person. Better, yeah, yeah. and and that was that was clearly the situation, and and that's just that's how it is. Like you have to handle everyone differently. Finally, did you watch that um Miami Gator game? Uh, no, you told me about it, and that's how I learned that college football had started. Well. But I watched the highlights, and there was more turnover chains than touchdowns. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, so the thing about it is uh, my beloved Canes let me down uh, 24-20 against you. the wretched, wretched Gators. Uh, I don't hate the Gators as much as FSU, but the, they're, they're still annoying. Gators, Gator mm. fans are, are very annoying. So you like you hate they do the, the, chomp. the Yeah, which is the chomp or the chop? Which one's worse? Or maybe it's a chop. Well, this is the no, chop. It's a chomp. That's, it's a chomp. Yeah, they do the chomp. chomp. That's the chop. Yeah. Um, anyway, both, both annoying. Um, but the point is, that game, I mean, first of all, they did not deserve to win. It, no UF, one did. UF, no one did. UF should have obliterated Miami. And that's no disrespect to Miami, but UF should have won that game swimmingly. They threw the ball far and they people did caught it. everything they could possibly do to give Miami an opportunity to win that game. That said, can't really blame that quarterback, even though he's a young guy. You can't get sacked ten times and win a game. Like you're you're a miracle worker if that happens. And too, believe me, rough. believe me, they tried to give us a miracle. That those pass interference calls were as bad as like the Saints Rams. <clears throat> like you can't run over a rec- like you can't you tackle can the receiver right in front of the ref. And like I'm thank you. It was good for us. Yeah. I'm like, great. Did that, did that just happen? How is that even possible? It was it was an absolute dumpster fire circus of a football game. I love what Manny Diaz is doing. I love the turnover chain. I love the rings. I love the energy. DJ let's Dallas, just, he played good. Let's just up. Let's just up the discipline level. <laughs> let's figure out what the hell's going on with the offensive line, please. But I love what I love overall what they're doing with the program. They're bringing old players back. Like they've got the the Miami energy. Michael and the swag Irvin back. must have had an aneurysm during. This Michael game. Irvin was very excited. <laughs> he, he was very excited about uh, about the game. Um, I'm being sarcastic because he was he was there's no words for what, there's there's no way for me to explain what Michael Irvin was over the top. That's not enough. It was nothing like nothing you've ever Listen, seen. The playmaker's not on the field to make plays. So he's got to make those plays in the media. And he boy, does he do it for loves us. Loves. Appreciate you. The University of Miami, as we all do, uh, unless, you know, you don't go to Miami. Unless you went to Notre Dame like Miami. Brandon. Right, huh? And then you don't care. But it, it was a crazy it was a crazy bad showing of of actual football though if i was one percent more of a hack i would say i would do a better job <laughs> it, was, it was really bad like those guys were like oh, i could do better than that like yeah, yeah. Jimmy, yeah Jimmy. <laughs> that florida radio probably yeah, yeah. maybe i thought this was florida football i thought that's where all the good players came from oh yeah i mean i just don't know what happened like if we, <laughs> everyone was watching the game like this is a mess <laughs> like hey. what is going on but it was fun and Any, it was entertaining anything goes with the camping world kickoff well, yeah let's just let's called. you know let's get the offensive line together and let's play a little bit more discipline for the for the rest of the season please <laughs> 
All right, what's in the Migos Culture Report? The MTV Video Music Awards. They were on TV last night, and I only know this because actual young people on Twitter seem to be tweeting about it. Uh, after looking back, though, it seemed to be a good mix of uh, older acts and new acts that sort of came across on TV as like a fun music festival that no one really cared about the awards, but that's not what they're there for anyway. What do you think, Joy? I think that's a good a good explanation for the VMAs at this point. Like, it's it's more about just like a celebration of music. It's a festival. Than who actually wins. Um, although it's fun to win anything, but I would agree with that. Uh, that said, I, I have lots of thoughts. Okay, first of all, I love Shawn Mendes and Camilla Caballo. Okay, they're my favorites. Um, I need them to stay together forever. If they break up, it might be as dramatic as Usher and Chili. Okay, not quite, because I still like believed that those things were real when that happens. Those albums. That though. was that. First of all, just a side note, Usher and Chili were like my generation's Beyonce and Jay-Z. I'm not being dramatic here. Like that was the couple that everyone was like, we're like Usher and Chili. And then when they broke up, we were like, we, we are not like them. <laughs> but really. <laughs> what is happening? But really though. <laughs> it was so dramatic and, and jarring, but I love those two together and their performance was fun and I like that song. Um, Cardi B, obviously we all love Cardi. Um, she's amazing and she looks great. Meg Thee Stallion is you know hot girl summer summer. i mean what can you say she's it worked whatever it's working she looks good um missy elliott got the video vanguard award icon they changed the name of that video vanguard award truly truly uh before her time or ahead of her time ahead of her time like she what what missy elliott was doing if she was doing that now kids would just lose their mind like i think we all appreciated missy elliott but now when you look at like what kids are wearing and like the kind of music they're into like it, it Honestly, watching her set was like watching Euphoria. I'm like, God, this, this Trailblazer. shit would kill, like, uh, the dominate planet Earth right now. And all of her songs are still bangers. She's amazing. And then, of course, Lizzo. I mean, that giant butt on stage might be the, my favorite thing I've ever seen any performer ever do. If you didn't see it, it's just a giant butt. Two butt cheeks with, like, a thong thing behind she, her on man, set. She gets it. She really gets it. She does. She I it. am obsessed with her. She gets Lizzo it. Lizzo is my Beyonce. She is. We don't that deserve is... her, and we must no, protect I her mean... at all costs. I don't stand for a lot of people, but I might kill someone for her. Uh, we need her that badly. My girlfriend Emily feels the exact same way. Because Liz- she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's, in, she's inspiring. I can't stress to you enough how amazing Lizzo is and if you don't if you say anything bad about Lizzo you don't fucking get life okay that's all I have to say that's true that's true it's like you it's like you uh, her music is awesome her energy is great took all the things from the internet and eliminated all the bad things somehow and just that one meme that makes you laugh and you just turn that into a human being but they're real and And they're awesome truly sing and 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 play the flute right who can play the flute? Come on. Jazz flute. Play the jazz flute. Jazz flute. She's Ron Burgundy up there. She's Louise. <laughs> she and she's incredible. always ready just like he was pulling it out the sleeve. Come on. It's... I mean, she's there's not enough words for Lizzo. I love her. We need her. We have to protect her we at all costs. We have to cost. protect That's her at all costs. Sure. Definitely. Um, so uh, not to end on a low note, but can we cancel the Taylor Swift? Uh, the ISO the cam that she's yeah. got? I mean, can we find someone with a just a drop more rhythm? Okay, I understand Taylor Swift is important. All right, and I like Taylor Swift a lot. Okay, I think she's special, but I think we've moved past the point of assuming that Taylor Swift is everyone's best friend now. Like we know that's not actually true. So can can we just move it around a little bit more? I know what she's wearing. She's wearing a blazer thing, and she's got the blonde hair. Yep, and she's Taylor Swift. I think it's I, you know what it's a, it's a safe cutaway. You know what I mean? Who it's cares just like about going safe? back. To- You've got a giant butt. You've got a giant ass on on stage, you're, yeah, and you're no, worried about a about. safe cutout, cutaway. No, well, you just—it's for. I'm just it, saying, just just change it up a little bit. I, sh- I still want to see Taylor Swift, but like 98 percent less. <laughs> just 90, just two percent. I mean, we're over Taylor Swift oh, yeah, ISO yeah, cam, sure. right? I can't be alone. For in sure, this. for sure. No, but she should get. She could get two or three. Shots over the whole, th- you know what I mean? Over or the like, whole show, I'd two say, or three shots of Taylor Swift over the whole show is fair. How many performances were there? Forty-five. <laughs> if she like, gets one every. She get she get ten. If there's forty-five performances, 10. she gets ten cutaways the whole time. No, there's that's, that's a lot of. That's what I'm saying. It's too much. 
I we just just tone it down. I I think Taylor Swift would agree, right? Taylor would agree. Well, she she clams up a little bit when they when like the, she sees the lights on there and she's when and her dancing gets more timid when she knows the camera's that's what I'm on saying, her. Like, so that's she, I think she would agree. Like, when it all started, it was because Taylor was doing the same dance to every single song, like yeah. it was like at a party, right? She was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To every song. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the beat right. is. Oh, yep. Right? Yep. And now that... It's like Ambitions is a ride. Yeah, yeah. But then also Andrea Bocelli. And Money. She's in, yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah, she's in the same... <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, even with her swagger coach there to help her... And look, <laughs> and I can't stop. Yeah, I okay. can't... Uh, <laughs> I can. I am not a dancer. Okay, no one has ever accused me of being a dancer. Okay, I. I like. I do the the pizza. We live here. Okay, Q-tip. I don't do the Q-tip. Q-tip. But I'm just saying, I don't. I don't do much more than this. Sprinkler. It's like, all I really cart. got. Ariana is a dancer. Profe- She's a gymnast, but she can dance. Professional at some point. Yeah, yeah, no no one is confusing what I'm saying right now. I know, <laughs> she, I, was, I was confusing like, myself. She, she's a gymnast. <laughs> she knows how to dance. Like, she was also in, uh, I'm, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like, dance movies. Like, she's a choreographer. She was in Honey 2. Uh, Whatever. I mean, that's a, that is a dance Whatever. movie. <laughs> that is accurate. Whatever like, people know about Honey. Um, I'm a pretty good dancer, Joy. I don't let the uh, skin casing that I wear fool you. <laughs> Uh, I got moves. You do. Ari can attest, and she's a pro. Heller, Heller has moves. That's interesting. Yeah. Pretty Fly for a White Guy was dedicated to me at lots of middle school dances. You know what I'm saying? That's, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, that's not where I would go with that. <laughs> you, were, you were rising, and then no, but that, yeah, just but, was right, like, no. Right, right. Before, you, before you guys could get to it, I decided to just. Just scale it back a little bit. <laughs> no Cut myself down a couple bags, you know what I mean? <laughs> Offspring mentioned in the culture report. We did it. We did it, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much to Heller for sitting in for Brandon, who will be back next week. Yeah, um, yeah. He, I'm sure for you guys who are listening, he can't come back soon enough. But thanks for listening. No, I thought you did a very me. good job. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you did a good job. I had fun. I had a great time. It's a great podcast. I love supporting it from behind the scenes. And thank now you. working on it also, too, on, on camera. Hey, Donnie. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, minimal weirdness too, which I appreciate. Yep, just letting um, it leak at the end, though, right there, like yeah, you held it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't hold it in. Thank you, though. You did a you did a great job. Thank I appreciate it. Uh, if you are watching and you want to watch some more, make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel at Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. Follow us on all of our digital pages. Maybe I'm Crazy Pod at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod at Joy Taylor Talks. Um, would you like a plug? Yeah, at Hella underscore Heller. Representing for the is Bay it, Area. It's Hella underscore Heller? Yeah. Hella Where? underscore Heller. Everything. Did you change it? No. It's always been. Am I tripping? No. What do you oh. think it was? I don't know. I read fast. I thought it was Heller underscore Heller. No, no. It was Heller. Well, yeah, it like autofills for you. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what his Instagram page is. One more time. It autofills because we're friends. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Hella underscore Heller. <laughs> All right. So that's because I'm a lot and I'm from the Bay. You know what I'm saying? You, you figure Hella. Out. Hella. Hella. Did you Hella watch Blind Spotting, by the way? Uh, of course I did. We never discussed that. No, it's, it was a great movie. Excellent. I liked it even better watch, than... Watch Blind uh, Spotting. There was another Oakland movie that came out around that time. Sorry, Sorry to bother you. I like that also, but I like, oh, yeah, I like, I I like Blind Spotting even more. Blind Spotting is very good. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But Brandon will be back next week. Uh, thank you for joining us again. And thank you again to Pat McAfee. He was great. Um, he was great. Pittsburgh, which I always love. Yeah, he was awesome. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh!